We're joined in this segment by Don Gray, the Sangamon County Clerk. And Don, it seems like uh, ever since you took office, you've had nothing to hit but curveballs. And and you put a few of them in the upper deck right now. So here's the latest curveball, mail-in voting. How do you plan to handle that one? Yeah, it seems like it's been a never-ending, evolving of election policy over the last couple of cycles. So, sure. yeah, you know, you know, just a, a bit of a bit of a change of focus and a challenge of our office to, to look at a category of an opportunity to cast ballots. That's one that that's not traditionally used in Sangamon County. You know, voting by mail has been probably the least used form of voting in Sangamon County. It's a little over about 10 percent we normally do, including in the big elections. So when you're looking at a frame in which you're going to have an expansion of that, uh, it takes a lot for us to kind of dig deep, take a look at our procedural policy and the capability we've got on hand to make this successful and done right. Don, there's a lot of uh, other uh, things involved with the new updated uh, expanded mail-in voting. Um, But I guess for the voter, what should they expect in all of this when it comes to any mailings they get from your office? uh, If they want to vote early, uh, give us that entire lay of the land for the voter. What should they expect? For, I, I want people to understand and know that what's been discussed and what's been re- recently authorized is within the confines of how we've always operated vote by mail. You still have to have an intention to want to vote by mail. You have to application into the process, and we go through our part of validating your request, and we compare signatures. So the signature from your request of application to that to the registration is confirmed, and if they match, we send you out your ballot for you to return to us in a certification envelope that we match that signature. So it's within the same confines. What's different is that we're automatically sending applications for the opportunity to vote by mail if you had cast a ballot at any time since 2018. So you're going to automatically get this from our office. It's kind of a reminder of, hey, you know, we're in kind of a unique environment right now from COVID-19. We don't know what to expect as we get closer to the election. If you feel more comfortable and wanting to cast the ballot from the convenience of your home, which is a controlled, safe environment for you, here's an opportunity. This is a reminder and an opportunity. Send it in to us. We'll get it prepared. We'll get a ballot to you as soon as they're available to the public. Well, then now, obviously, this is going to put on a lot of added expense, Don. Uh, has the legislature provided that, you know, when they pass yeah. this, uh, the, you know, for the plan to send out everybody uh, an invitation to, to, to apply for a ballot? Is there a, extra expense, and uh, have you guys gotten that yet? Or? Yeah, it's certainly an expensive endeavor. It's not just as simple of printing out applications and mailing applications. You have to think about the, the, the full the full cycle of what's being asked of us. You know, there's an anticipation of this ramp up of vote by mail that we've, we're doing much more than we've ever done in history before. That comes with, you know, staff, the process. That, that comes with additional expense in printing of not only the applications that will go out, but the vote by mail packets, which are much larger. They're heavier. They've got more elements within them. You know, that, that all adds up over time. It, it, it can certainly get expensive. But I do have to say and give great credit to all of the government partners from the federal government to the state that have really stepped up here identified that, you know, election authorities have got to think differently. They've got to rise to the challenge, provide for these new services. That's going to cost. And they've allocated monies for both from the, the CARES Act, from the federal government, down to the state, and the most recent uh, bill helping with additional 
more money is outside of CARES Act for like postage and other elements of printing. So, you know, on, on paper, it looks like Sangamon County is going to come out pretty equal. You know, we think that this is going to cost us close to about $250,000, a reimbursable portion from the federal and state governments around that number. So, you know, this could be a wash in the overall expense, but it's uh, certainly a tremendous amount of thought, effort, preparation, planning, and uh, getting ready to be successful in this uh, November general election. Tax dollars nonetheless. Sangamon County uh, Clerk Don Gray joins us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY talking about expanded mail-in voting. Uh, there was one aspect of this that, that got a lot of debates and multiple different times whenever the uh, lawmakers were in their truncated session last month. Uh, and it dealt with drop boxes, uh, drop box balloting. Uh, what's going on there? Is this a mandate, something we're going to see in Sangamon County? You know, not, not a mandate, but it's certainly warranted in its concern. You know, nationally, we've, we've we've seen, you know, schemes in other states, what we call ballot harvesting, where political operatives go out and, you know, push hard and advocate for those that have received these ballots by mail and mass to, you know, return that ballot or collect those ballots and, and bring them back at mass. You know, there's there's custody of control issues when it comes to those ballots. You know, look, you're entitled to be able to cast your own ballot in the privacy of your own time and to ensure that it's returned properly. One man, one vote. You know, putting up drop boxes that, you know, don't have the eyeballs of the election authority on them constantly you know, is a concern for me. We, we don't want to have these types of methods uh, kind of dripping into our options of our, our means of operating our elections. You know, we want people to have confidence in knowing that the, the elections being handled correctly, that those that requested ballots uh, are qualified registered voters, that they are, they, they are who they are. And that in return of that ballot, it was properly returned by that person. You know, that, that's a part of our system of controlling the integrity of a credible outcome. These drop boxes have potentiality of things that can happen around them that I'm not comfortable with. Sangamon County will not elicit this resource. You know, we, we want those that have an intention to return their ballot, you know, in person or have a third party do it, have to follow the law of affidaving a full transparency of the process. That's what we're going to put in place here, and we're going to ensure that uh, it's done correctly. Sagamon County Clerk Don Gray is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Don, let's talk about election night. I realize this is a little bit of crystal ball on the part uh, you know, that we're asking you to look through, but uh, you know, with all of these mail-in ballots, assuming that they go up pretty high, are we going to be able to determine winners on election night? Yeah, yeah I, I certainly hope so. You know, we, we do process the vote-by-mail ballots on a regular basis bases during the early vote window. So we disclose that that cycle and time in which we'll be processing these ballots. You know, we're probably looking at, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, starting at 9 a.m. until what we've got in hand is taken care of for the start of early vote until we get busier. We'll be, you know, every day, every 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 moment. And that's a process that is transparent. You know, the parties are fully informed. The public is informed. Poll watchers can be a part of it. So we're going to be constantly processing these return ballots. I think what's going to get a bit more tricky for us is that history's shown before in the past that most of these vote-by-mail ballots don't start coming back until two weeks in advance of the election. You know, when we're talking about processing about 13,000 of them to now about maybe 54, 55, 56,000, that takes a lot of time. You know, we know how long it takes for a ballot to be run through a machine. It's three seconds every ballot have to go through. And there is validation procedures of election judges that they have to go through to make that a qualified vote, that we know that's a qualified vote that can be tabulated. So it's going to take time. 
you know, we're going to certainly beef up uh, our personnel internally to, to keep up with it, and we'll see what uh, it shows us. But there is a concern that if there's more ballots on the street and Election Day approaches and there's a bit of a procrastination in getting it returned, and they realize, hell, it's Election Day, i gotta, I got to vote this now, as long as it's postmarked the day of the election, the, those, those ballots, and it's returned back to the authority at least before the 14th day after the election, and it qualified, we tabulate those ballots the 14th day after. So there is a possibility that there could be a higher number of ballots still outstanding, and in close races, we'll be waiting to see the result on those, that, that 14th day after. Yeah, but the important part is that you're going to be counting those ballots before Election Day, right? The, the, one, the mail-ins oh, yeah. that come in before that. So, so That's just, correct, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're being processed and tabulated. The results are not ever disclosed or determined. We don't run the results. That is only uh, um, uh, run. The tapes are run, and it's disclosed to the public after polls close at 7 p.m. I just remember from recent history and stuff, you know, on that 14th day when we count the ballots that, that came in uh, after the election but uh, were postmarked on the election day, you know, that you count those. Usually we're only talking about 5, 10, maybe 15 ballots. I mean, that, that kind of played into the factor for Ward 2, you know, last time with the with Springfield. Yeah, it can uh, cut you, it close, that's think, for sure. Yeah, do you think that number could be like four times as high or five <laughs> times as high, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, considering all those ballots out, you know, or maybe even 100 ballots you might have to count. I try not to guess anymore. I mean, I, that, certainly this is an environment that's going to that's set up for that to possibly happen. I, I think there will be more of that outstanding. I also think that we're going to be mitigating more challenges in polling place on Election Day based on it. Because by law, you have to surrender that ballot by mail in the polling place in order to receive a brand-new ballot to cast it in, in polling place. So I, you know, th- this could be problematic in which there could be a higher number of uh, ballots that have to go provisional because they didn't bring back that original ballot that they – didn't cast that they wanted to do by mail, and now they want to cast one in polling place. So they want to, you know, there's a feeling within them that they, they, that they, I have to go to the polling place now because it's election day, and I get that, and they want to make sure that their votes count. Oh, so, and what happens if the person shows up at the polling place? It's determined yeah. that they had a mail-in ballot and they don't have it with them. Mm. Then, yeah, now, yeah. oh boy, this is going to be... All yeah, right. don't go through provisionals, <laughs> we'll see, ballots. We'll see how and... this uh, plays out. Uh, any any <laughs> worries that you have? Like, uh, we've seen in other states <laughs> oh, where, like, uh, down in Georgia, I think it was recently or something, we had some delays and backlogs and all kinds of things, and... I want Sangamon voters, Sangamon County voters, to be rest assured that we are thinking through every scenario of how this can be a seamless election day, you know, and a seamless process and in a in a in a process that's safe, secure, credible, full of integrity, and in processing all this vote by mail and ballots on election day. You know, we are not going to allow for a scenario in which there's long lines. We're not going to allow for a scenario in which we're behind in processing vote by mail ballots. It's our responsibility of the authority to think through how we can best do this in procedures, and we'll put those in place, and we'll get this done correctly, the correct way, the right way, secure and safe and healthy for everybody. Sangamon County Clerk Don Gray, listen, good luck with everything, and thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. Talk to you later.